0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 17.
1: You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I think the Pistons did after crushing the heat on Wednesday night, sent them into this break, a league-wide one-day break on a good note, everybody feeling good, Uh, and now it's just going to get hard again. The Pistons host the Clippers tonight, and they're going to have to play without Reggie Bullock. Uh, The Pistons announced that Bullock tore his meniscus in his left knee against Miami. Uh, they've ruled him out for tonight. I think that's just going to be the start of it. Uh, it seems like a long-term big deal type of injury. I would expect he'd be out weeks is probably more likely uh, than anything else. Maybe even you'd be happy with weeks if it's not months. Uh, this this could be a real serious injury. Bullock had just worked himself into the Pistons rotation, replacing Stanley Johnson as somebody getting those backup Shooting guard minutes. Johnson still played a little bit when there's were some backup small forward minutes to be had when Marcus Morris and Tobias Harris couldn't handle small forward for themselves. Uh, but now I think it seems likely uh, Johnson returns to the rotation. Uh, although Darren Hilliard still is around, maybe Van Gundy turns to Hilliard with with Johnson struggling so much. Uh, but either way, it does at least open the door for Johnson to play more, and he needs to play his way out of the slump. He he's been bad most of the season, a real disappointing start to his second year after not actually being good as a rookie, but showing a lot of promise. You'd hope it turned into something by this year that it hasn't is a little troubling. Uh, he's still very young. He's still talented. There's still plenty of time to turn it around, but this is a bad start for Johnson and now the Pistons are going to need him even more. As far as the other Reggie injury, uh, Van Gundy predicted Reggie Jackson, will return the first week in December, and that can't come soon enough. Ish Smith has been over his head as the Pistons' starting point guard. Getting him back to that backup spot, I think, will make him look look a lot better, and it'll make the Pistons' starting lineup work a lot better. Reggie Jackson has developed some nice chemistry with the Pistons' other starters, KCP, Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, and most importantly, Andre Drummond. Reggie Jackson and Drummond are a very nice pick-and-roll combination, smith and andre drummond are not they just don't have that cohesion it sends the pistons trying to do other things uh when in reality they want their offense to be be, to be based around the drummond reggie jackson pick and roll when you can't have that going it just sends you in other directions uh some good some bad and hopefully uh the secondary things the pistons have developed now will carry over and make them more effective when the the jackson drummond pick and roll isn't working But for now, the key is just getting that going, having that as an option. And it seems like that'll be coming soon. We are in the window where the Pistons originally said Jackson could return. They gave a six- to eight-week timeline. We're within that. Uh, So if he's coming back the first week of December, that would be (laughs) very good for Detroit. The problem is, before that, the schedule is very tough. It's not just the Clippers tonight. Uh, But let's start with that. The Clippers are are arguably playing the best basketball in the NBA right now. The Warriors have been on a real surge and so good offensively that maybe they've caught up and belong. they definitely belong in that discussion. It's between those two teams, though. Uh, The Clippers uh, have been sound offensively and defensively. Blake Griffin has been unbelievably good. Uh, he throughout his career hasn't gotten enough credit for how much he's improved as an all around player. Uh, And that's only getting more true because he's getting even better. Chris Paul remains an elite point guard. Deandre Jordan fits so well, uh, where it could be a little difficult with Blake Griffin. Uh, They're making it work. He's Deandre Jordan has improved so much as a defender is a true, really good defender. Now, not just somebody who makes some highlight plays sometimes and can block some shots. He's actually a very good defender. Now, J.J. J. Redick is one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, an excellent shooter who can space the floor. A- and then the Clippers bench has been solid. Uh, Maurice Spates and Raymond Felton and-, and some other veterans, Doc Rivers have plugged in, have overall done a solid job. But it's really that starting lineup driving the Clippers. That's when they're at their best when they have their starters in. So that's going to be a real challenge for the Pistons. Yeah, they're at home and the Pistons have played better at home. But you ha- really have to hope the Clippers come out unfocused the day after Thanksgiving, something like that. They're not fully engaged because the Clippers are a way better team than the Pistons. The Pistons need some type of break to beat them. If both teams are playing their best, the Clippers will win easily. So the Pistons need something from the Clippers. And in addition, the Pistons have to hold, hold down on their own end and play up to their capabilities or near that. After that, it's a four-game road trip uh, with games against the Thunder, Hornets, Celtics, and Hawks. You saw the Thunder when they came to the Palace. uh, Russell Westbrook is one of the best players in the NBA. He drives them. Uh, They're they're very good, and they've been very good defensively. They're going to be a threat. The Hornets are down a little bit right now, uh, but overall they're having a nice season defensively, what you would expect from a Steve Clifford team. And then Kemba Walker has just been so good offensively, and there's some other good, talented players around him. Uh, the Celtics have picked it up since Al Horford got healthy and, and some other players, they were hit by injuries early, uh, starting to look like the team that we thought they could be before the season, uh, maybe not quite up to that standard yet, but showing the right signs, headed in the right direction. Uh, the Hawks have the best defensive rating in the NBA, Thabo Sefolosha has been awesome, Dwight Howard has stepped up, and then all the way down, just a real sound team defense. All four of those games are going to be tough. And that would have been the case with Reggie Jackson, with him probably still out until the first week of December. This is going to be a tough home game and a tough uh, four-game road trip. The key for the Pistons, just holding their own, getting whatever wins they can, staying within the playoff race, the, the race for better playoff positioning, and just try not to lose too much water until Reggie Jackson returns. And then hope you can take off quickly from there. I think things will get a lot better with Reggie Jackson back, but we have to see that in action and and see where that goes. As you've heard here and everywhere, the biggest story for the Pistons in the last week was an official announcement that they're going to move downtown, play in a new arena with the Red Wings in downtown Detroit. Uh, One of the pluses to that, potentially, Adam Silver said uh, that this will increase the Pistons' chances of getting an All-Star game and that he wants to go to cities that want all-star games, especially cities that have new arenas. Maybe. Maybe the Pistons want an all-star game. You know, I haven't heard specifically that they do, but it seems like, yeah, sure, let's get an all-star game in Detroit. That would be nice. That could be a thing that's actually good for the Detroit economy. That's not just moving money around the area where money is spent from a restaurant up the street to one near the arena into this new arena district. That would bring in a lot of outside money and spur economic activity for a week. So that would be nice. Uh, The Pistons last hosted an All-Star game in 1979. That was when they were at the Silverdome. Olympia Stadium hosted an All-Star game uh, in 1959. So there have been a couple here. uh, But now I think, yeah, it's more real. The area around Auburn Hills, that wasn't suited for an All-Star game. That was too much of a suburban area it's not just a game it's a whole entertainment festival there's a lot of things going on you need hotel rooms you need space for these entertainment things the the connected business partners of of the nba and so yeah coming down detroit that could make sense uh there still might be some questions about hotels and all of those things and whether detroit is ready for this Uh, but they hosted a super bowl like this could work like i i don't think uh Uh, There might be questions relative to other cities and maybe Detroit is not going to be number one in line and the Pistons obviously aren't the only team playing in a new arena. But if they want an all-star game, they are now in the mix. Uh, And then lastly, you might have seen there was a report on ESPN uh, not long ago uh, that the Bucks, Grizzlies, and Mavericks were going to change their hotel accommodations and no longer stay at Trump-owned hotels. And according to the report in ESPN there was also an Eastern Conference team, an unnamed Eastern Conference team that was going to make similar arrangements. And if you were like me, you might have wondered whether that was the Pistons. I know, Stan Van Gundy's been very outspoken on his views on Donald Trump and yeah, I don't think he'd be keen on staying there. Uh but no, it is not the Pistons uh because the Pistons have said uh, Van Gundy has said they didn't stay at Trump hotels anyway. I don't think that's a a choice based on ethics or philosophy or anything like that, uh, because Trump's views just weren't really widespread and known until he ran for president. I don't think people were out in front of protesting him and viewing him a certain way in a political sense until he ran for president and put some of those those views and that rhetoric out there. Uh, the Pistons just happened to stay somewhere else. I think that's all it was. And no, I don't think they'll be itching to move to Trump hotels <laughs> by any means, but the fact that they're not there means that this cannot be a, a method of protest for them uh, next time they're in New York or anywhere else with a, a Trump hotel. But first, they've got to take care of the Clippers, and then this four-game road trip. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to keep you updated on, on everything Pistons. You can follow Locked on Pistons on Audioboom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening.
0: Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17